Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, one of the podcast hosts. Today, we're honored to hear from Carrie Federenko, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified life coach, as she is interviewed by McKelty Bloom, another one of the podcast hosts. In this leadership episode, they will be discussing the importance of mental health and leadership. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, welcome everybody to today's podcast. I am so excited to be joined today with Terry. Give people a little bit of an intro into who you are, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, as you said, I'm Terry, Terry Federenko. Um, I am a wife uh, to my husband, Shane, and we have five children, blended family. Um, I came in with three children, and he loved me anyways. And then <laughs> they are all, they are 29, uh, or almost 29, 29, uh, 26, 24, um, 20, and 17. And then we have a grand granddaughter who's three so she's pretty wonderful and i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist i've been working um in an office in the waters church for Mm. going on a decade oh wow yeah and so and that was pretty cool and just Mm -hmm. just a move of god to open those Mm -hmm. doors for me and always opening doors for me and now i'm partnered with the center for family counseling as well so they Mm do a lot of my booking and intake calls and I still work in the office in the Waters Church. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at the church, do you do a counseling role? or mm-hmm. is, Yeah. Yep. What does that look like for mm-hmm. you? Um, I take my own calls in, mm-hmm. or I or now I send them mostly through the Center for Family Counseling because then they can do all that, mm-hmm. and I just get to do the counseling. Um, but I have an office space, and I see individuals and couples mm-hmm. and um, you know work on just various different things going on in their lives yeah. or in their mental health. I feel like that could be a whole different episode on like counseling in a church mm-hmm. and how important that mm-hmm. is. That yep. could be mm-hmm. a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe we will have to do My a little eyes were series. Widened. I was like, what? <laughs> yes. These things are happening. But you know what it is good? What is good is that we are looking on the outside of people. We have no idea mm-hmm. what's going on in the inside. Yeah. And I, I get the honor of an inside view for some people um, and to see it's just very humbling, you know, because it's we kind of feel alone and people need to start talking about it mm-hmm. because we're not alone. We led a class, uh, um, my friend and I, recently about get out of your head and it was uh, Jenny Allen and yeah. about the way you're thinking. Yeah. And we were like, let's just open it up. We we're going to cut it to, you know, 12 people and have it, whatever. We just opened it up, 30 women. Wow. And, and, you know, and then it ranged 25 to 30 women every week, and we did these activities, and it was so moving and powerful um, and so awesome to see people talking about these negative thoughts they have going on in their head. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I remember coming to church, you know, for the first time and just feeling like these all people got it together, and I right. don't. Right. I'm a hot mess. Everybody else is good. I got to work on this, yeah. you know, and you just find out that, you know, we're all, we're on this journey together. And mm-hmm. Seriously, mm-hmm. maybe we'll have to do a whole different episode on yeah. it because it is so important to mm-hmm. be, to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's mm-hmm. great. So what got mm-hmm. you into wanting to do counseling and mm-hmm. being a therapist? Well, my first initial, I, I always knew. So when I was in 11th <laughs> grade, I did. Um, I was a teen parent. So I got pregnant when I was 16 and I went to a teen parent program. 
And, um, and so it was like a smaller school in Anoka. And the teacher that sat across from me, I was just the one student. Actually, there was two, but I always showed up and she didn't. So it ended up me, me and the teacher. A little one-on-one. So I did my homework. <laughs> and so I read that book. And, um, and I was like, this is amazing. Twin studies and just the mind and behavior and relationship and um, just the development of children and mm. just all of those things. And, and, and I grew up with a single mom my mom. Was a, uh, grew up with a single mom. My aunt was single. Everyone was single. <laughs> and so it was like never something I saw. We weren't, uh, didn't go to church and, you know, weren't believers like that. Uh, but my teacher, and her name is Kim, Kim Eckhart, um, and because I've ran into her at one of the Bridging the Gap things. Oh, um, funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I looked for her for a long time. But she was Christian. Mm. And, she, and she was, she said, she said, it'll be I will, I will pick my husband because it'll be me and my husband first, and then it will be me and my husband last. And I was like, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like, it just was not even in my worldview. I was yeah. like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, but they took us to a concert, and they held hands. And I will never forget that they held hands because that, you know, we might think that's normal. You know, my husband and I hold hands mm-hmm. or whatever, but I never saw that. Mm. And so that was my first initial was her and then also, and I mean, her discussion of, so... Um, relationship, but mm. also the book. <laughs> and then it was just always trying. Um, and then I was at a conference uh, for Bridging the Gap and the cities in this, and God just said, you're going you're gonna to teach and you're going to speak. Mm. And I said, you had the wrong person. I didn't even go. I wasn't even in school yet. Like yeah. I was like, you're what? like I think you missed. I, I think you're two parent. person down. You. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> and like, okay. Um, and so I was just like, okay, well, I'll follow you wherever you lead. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to school um, because I loved it and just started pursuing it. And then finished ten years ago, and now we've been went right into working at the church. Love it. And now yeah. you're doing your PhD. We yes. were just talking about mm-hmm. that. Yes, because I want to teach at yeah. college oh, online okay. so I can travel. Ooh. So I like to travel. That's yes. Like the ocean. <laughs> a little motivation I there. The mm-hmm. <laughs> Minnesota is not the place to be if you <laughs> like the ocean. <laughs> I have to have my mental health getaway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, we're so glad that you're here. Mm-hmm. And I had shared with you that I'm a licensed social worker. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited mm-hmm. to be having this conversation with you. And just also, I'm a huge advocate for talking about mental health, talking mm-hmm. about the importance of counseling, removing stigma right. where mm-hmm. there is some. And sadly, there is. But if you just want to start out super basic, mm-hmm. what is mental health? You know, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? And why is it important? Mm-hmm. Um, well, just like your physical body has physical health, your mind, your emotions uh, constitutes your emotional health. And actually, they're quite intertwined. So your emotional and mind health is going to be affecting your physical health. Mm-hmm. And then your physical health can affect, you know, because we're all systems. That's yeah. how we're made. Um, and so it's really just your mind health. Your mind health. Yep. Your I emotions love Emotions and how you think. It's mind health. Yeah. And why is it important to make sure that your mind health is mm-hmm. up to par? Um, because not having a healthy mind is shaky ground. Mm-hmm. And everything feels wiggly and unclear. Mm-hmm. And, and so when our mind is set on what it should be set on, we are stable and steadfast and um, can walk more securely through the hard things that we're going to face because we're going to face some hard oh, things, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And so we keep the mind healthy in preparation for or even during. And the more you're working it, the more you're going to need. So the mm-hmm. more you're driving your car, 
the more you need to stop for gas, mm. you know? So you need to always be, am I, you know, keeping my mind healthy, the way I think, the way I talk to myself, um, the, what, the things that I'm believing, mm-hmm. um, am I checking those things? Because mm-hmm. we develop these pathways in our brains that are just like, it's the same path you keep taking. And you don't even have to think about it because it just automatically goes there. And it's like yeah. that path through the snow. Yeah. And in order to change it, you have to take a different path. And there's like, oh, it's much, diff- much more difficult to step in a big old snowbank that has no path in it, mm. you know? Um, but that's the way we make the new pathways. So concentrating on mental yeah. health is just making sure we're developing the right pathways mm-hmm. in our brain. That is a great analogy. I'd never heard that before of thinking mm-hmm. like you have your path, which is like the car driving on the road, mm-hmm. which you're used to. But oftentimes you do need to get off that path. Mm-hmm. But it's scary because there's that huge snowbank. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a lot of work to bust through that snowbank. Mm-hmm. I have never heard that mm-hmm. before. That's a really good analogy mm-hmm. to think of it because mm-hmm. a lot of people get scared. Yeah. They get scared to go into counseling. Mm-hmm. And and this last year has Mm -hmm. been a huge, Mm -hmm. huge Mm -hmm. challenge for people with mental health, with COVID. And what have been some of the things that you have seen in this last year with Mm -hmm. just mental health that you're like, okay, this is where I need to really, you know, encourage people in this Mm -hmm. or seeking help or Mm -hmm. where people are struggling? Why is it that they're struggling? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I think a huge fear component Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm turn off the news. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know, okay, this could be an opinion, but it's not objective. And so they, ha- they have a, a motive in what they're saying or a belief behind what they're saying, which is fine, but it's a lot of fear-based. Mm. And, and so people are afraid mm-hmm. and then they just get more and more stuff. And I don't know that we were meant to know everything. Mm-hmm. And we will get the information. Mm-hmm. It does get to us. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't watch the news. I definitely find out things. So um, we will be informed. It's not about not being informed or educated or proactive, but but some of that is just uh, too much mm-hmm. for a person to carry that they have no control over. Mm-hmm. And so taking on things and worrying about things we have no control over um, just makes a really scary place. People like to feel in control because mm-hmm. when it's not in control, we don't know what's going to happen. We, we like predictability. Yeah. Um, so that uh, being stuck home uh, with the same people is hard on relationships. And if you didn't know you had problems, you do know now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I'm sure you've seen that a lot yes. with your marriage mm-hmm. and family therapy. And then you, you find some of those things out. And anything under fire is going to bubble things up. Mm-hmm. Right? So internally in ourselves and externally in our relationships. or And then the financial things that are going on in the communities. Yeah. And just, just all of it um, affects people and how they process things. Um, I just think, and it gets in the way for people for self-care, for connection, for physical touch, mm-hmm. for emotional connection. People need people. Yeah. They, they were not meant to be alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. just not. And so we leave these people alone thinking about single people or people who live alone or things like mm-hmm. that because we're trying to protect them in this other way, which is good. I definitely mm-hmm. agree. Um, oh, we're, we're destroying in another way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of yeah. that. So we can absolutely see how people would really be struggling Mm -hmm. in their mental health Mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm a huge proponent of counseling, mm-hmm. and I know obviously you are too. Mm-hmm. What is it, do you think, about counseling that is so helpful for someone's mental health? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much stigma around it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So people are hesitant to go get help when they need it. Mm-hmm. But why do you think, like, yeah, counseling, this is what it can do for you? Right. I think sometimes people are afraid because they already feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that I know during a season in my life where I probably could have used some counseling. Um, and <laughs> I was scared because I didn't want anybody else to tell me I was a failure. Mm. You know, I already felt bad. I didn't want anybody anybody else to point out how I was bad or I yeah. wasn't doing the right thing because I was really trying to do the right thing and just feeling bad. Um, and so, and, and maybe that's in marriage or family or just inside myself that I'm just doing it wrong. And so sometimes people are afraid of that. Um, I don't know how everybody does it, but that is certainly not how I would. I am not going to point poke at things Mm -hmm. that hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, The nice thing about counseling, too, is we have ideas, you know, for working out things. But even research shows that the greatest change factor, the best thing about counseling is the relationship. Mm. And so... Um, and maybe people have tried out a counselor and are like, oh, that was terrible. I didn't like that. Yeah. That's fine. You have to find the right Go thing. find another mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Keep going until you're like, I can't wait to see my counselor. Because when you get to that place where you're like, I look forward to that every week, um, then that's a good fit. Just like everybody won't be your best friend. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But not everybody is the right fit for you as a therapist. But you want that one. And they know it too. So don't worry. They won't be offended. Um, but you want to have that connection where you feel safe. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about therapy is that you get to think out loud mm. and not be ashamed mm. and not be afraid and just drop it there and you can leave it and we'll pick up, we'll take what you want and take it back with you and it will never ever come back at you mm. because nobody else will know about it. It's confidential. Um, I've heard a lot of things. Most <laughs> therapists have, right? So you're not shocking yeah. me at all. <laughs> and, you know, we work hard on our body language to not look, you know. A good I'm poker face, yeah. I'm not going to be shocked and be very nice. Um, but we want good things, you know, for our people. You know, when they when they have successes, we're just like, yay, I'm so proud, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so I just think it has, some people have an idea about that or fear about it. Or if they're in a hard place, it's like the, the movement forward to do it because they don't know the steps to get there. Mm-hmm. But once you jump that hurdle, um, you'll be glad you did. Mm-hmm. And then it's this space that's safe mm-hmm. to just say whatever you got to say. Just let it out. Yeah. And inside your head, it's a whole lot of dark, swirling mess. Yeah. But as soon as you start speaking it out, it loses power. Mm-hmm. And when you speak it out and you're not afraid to say it mm-hmm. um, and that's okay if it's not first session because you know we know we're there we know we're strangers <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's okay um but but that it's not gonna get passed around to anybody else and it's mm-hmm. not gonna come back and oh you said this or this you know it's not it's not in our relationship it's yeah. outside of our relationship yeah there's no fear of retaliation yep. mm-hmm. that they're gonna throw back in your mm-hmm. face if you're in an argument or right. something along those lines mm-hmm. that's so important mm-hmm. yeah what are signs that you need to go see a counselor or that your mental health might be on the decline mm-hmm. um, I would say if you're struggling, if you feel uh, caught in rapid thoughts mm-hmm. and a lot of thoughts, difficulty sleeping, um, distracted, irritable, um, if you feel like in your relationships you're just there's this sadness or disconnect or or conflict conflict. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I say for marriage too, it's like get in there earlier the better. Um, mm-hmm. It is not because you're broken; mm-hmm. it's because you're learning mm-hmm. and. 
And if we could just start that way, you know, because early, especially early marriage, like, you know, it's like somebody said to me, she's like, I said, you know, it comes to she's close to me. I said, you know, I'm, it might be, there might be times where you're like, I think I married the wrong person, <laughs> but that's okay. And, she, and she's like, thank you for saying that. Mm. Because in those early years of marriage, everything's a thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're like, it's all new. It's just coming together. And you're like, you fold the towels wrong. <laughs> that is not how you take garbage out. That is not. Yeah. You know, just yeah. learning how to communicate and talk and love and feel safe and uh, be heard, um, all of those things. So, and then sadness, sleeping a lot, mm-hmm. thinking that you would be better off dead. Mm. Um, and by the way, thinking you're going to be better off dead does not make you suicidal. So mm. don't worry. Like people get scared and then they don't want to say that. No, no. Mm. It means you're in a pain. And sometimes when you're in pain, it's just like, oh my goodness, this would be better. Make the pain stop. But it's not like, oh, I'm planning to mm. go kill myself. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to clarify that so that people aren't afraid to say that. Like, oh, sometimes I feel like death would be better. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it does feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so hard. A, a big term that floats around there nowadays is self-care, mm-hmm. or I've heard people say soul care. Mm-hmm. What is self-care, and why is that important, and what does it look like in just mm-hmm. a day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. Um, self, self-care, to me, sounds like a firm foundation. And so it's like put your oxygen mask on first before you try to help somebody else. Um, you will be worn out, and the more you're you know, driving your car, the more you need gas. The more you're working, the more you're going through something, the more you need self-care. And self-care can come through prayer. um, It can come through the ocean. (laughs) It can come through uh, mindfulness and listening to the ocean, even Mm -hmm. if you can't be at it. Um, It can come through uh, rest, sleep, good good quality Mm -hmm. friendships, prayer, um, your, your time with God and um, just knowing who you are and taking that time, whatever that is, because it's different for everybody what self-care is. Yeah. I don't think there's a definition, mm-hmm. um, you know, because some people are like, I'm going to go for a run. I will die. <laughs> that is not a self-care so for that me. That is not self-care. That sounds like work. <laughs> yeah. And so if that is work, then um, that's not self-care for me. It's good for me. I'm not saying it's not good. Okay. I'm saying that's not self-care for me. It can be art. Could be going to the gym. It could be sitting and having, you know, coffee with your friend. Mm-hmm. It could be just sitting with your friend. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. That self care. You have to figure out what that means mm-hmm. for you. There is no specific definition mm-hmm. because for some, yeah, it's going to be I need for my self care to have a coffee every morning and sit quietly by myself for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. That's my self care. Other people, it's I go to get a massage once a month. Mm-hmm. Like you have to figure out what it is for you. You can't use someone else's. Right. Because mm-hmm. it is so important for your mental health mm-hmm. to have it. And it's very easy, especially for women, mm-hmm. to push self-care aside. Right. Because you get distracted. You have to be 20 different places at once. Mm-hmm. And that's like the last thing we do for mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. But if we understood, and this is how you have to reframe that, that I'm doing this for other people. Yes. Because women are so much, most of the time, about caring for other people. Yeah. And they're like, well, I can't. I can't do that because I got to do this and I got to do this. And I could, yeah. I get that, but if you run out of gas, you can't even do that. Mm -hmm. You'll be broken down on the side of the road. So in doing this, this is how you fuel up to serve other people. 
Mm-hmm. So you can do all of those things. Right. And not kill them. Right. <laughs> so you have to keep that into consideration for mm-hmm. sure. It's so mm-hmm. good. Um, so we are talking a lot about leadership. So how does leadership and mental health coincide? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as leaders, we want to be have strong mental health, meaning I know who I am mm-hmm. and I know whose I am, Mm. and I know what I believe and where I stand, because from that position, I can humble myself um, to lead and to love. And I don't get real real reactive to other people's stuff, um, and, and I know how to try to control my own stuff. But I'm, but I'm not ashamed of my own stuff, so I'm willing to, to show it, too, mm. because that's, it's not like, oh, I'm up here and I have it all together. I don't. I don't. Um, but, but how do I work through that, and how do I show you that I work through that? And if I don't have strong mental health, then I can't even show you the way through that. Mm -hmm. And as far as leadership is is recognizing in other people what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it looks like irritability. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it looks like they're controlling. Sometimes it looks like they're quick to spout, you know, off. And you're like, okay. And it's recognizing, too, that anxiety and depression, uh, specifically, there are some other more significant things in and any of those symptoms doesn't tell, those people don't usually say, I can't come to work because of my anxiety. Mm. They don't. Mm-hmm. They show up and they're anxious, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, the people, they show up, you know. I remember my, one of my uh, teachers, professors said, oh, if you were depressed, because one of the students was like, I think I'm depressed. And they're like, oh, if you were depressed, you, you wouldn't be getting out of bed and you wouldn't have mm. makeup on. Diminishing oh, what they I get thought. out of bed. Yeah. I will get out of bed because I have responsibilities and I will put makeup on. Otherwise, you will ask me what's wrong and then I will start crying. So mm-hmm. then I don't, it does, that doesn't mean we're not struggling. Yeah. So to recognize and be this safe place where it's non judgmental that we can recognize that in somebody and then be like, are you anxious? You know, like yeah. we can ask in such a way that is like, hey, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. You know, and be able to recognize that. And yeah. how can I be helpful to you? Mm-hmm. And to ask. For sure. I mean, it's so important for leaders to be honest about mm-hmm. their own mental health. I feel like it's so easy for them to be quiet mm-hmm. because they don't want to seem weak. They don't mm-hmm. want to seem like, oh, I don't have it together. But in your vulnerability mm-hmm. is powerful. Right. The honesty of that is strength. So, right. yeah, absolutely. And that's what people actually relate to. Mm-hmm. The only way somebody opens their door to you is because you opened yours to them. Yeah. Especially if they're afraid. And the way that we learn to open our doors is through our own security. So why does my mental health need to be strong is because I need to be secure in who I am so that I can open my door and show my vulnerability mm-hmm. so that other people can feel safe. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. So something that I saw and I was like, yes, out mm-hmm. loud, I was super excited about. Mm-hmm. You were talking about maybe you yourself are not mm-hmm. cha- you know, struggling with mental health challenges, but you might be walking alongside someone who is. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, and you said, how do you do that without taking responsibility for it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. because we do that. Right. We totally take responsibility mm-hmm. for other people's mental health. But talk to me more about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really recognizing what is yours and what is theirs. And again, we come from a more, you know, when you make sure you get yourself in working order, um, then you can be calm in response to them. So I don't get activated by somebody else's activation. Mm-hmm. And when they're activated, they're like, ah, you know, it's just, it gets a little bit maybe heated. Mm-hmm. And in order to stay, stay calm in that, not, not in an, an arrogance, I don't care calm. No, no, a calm is I'm here. I see you. Mm-hmm. I care about you. And then we are like the thermostat to the 
to the temperature. Mm. And so then the temperature will come down because anxiety is contagious. So we feel it and then we react to it. But if we can recognize it, then we can bring it back down. And recognizing that's not mine mm. and it's not mine to fix. And if I take it, I actually took it from them. And now they got to take care of me. So, mm. right, recognizing that's your emotion. This thing happened to you, not me. So, therefore, it is yours, and I will sit with you in it. Um, but I'm not going to take it from you and fe- feel it, because now you got to take care of me. Yeah. Or I start worrying about, do, did I make you feel better? Did I give you the right information? Did I do whatever? That's not our responsibility. Um, if they ask for something, I mean, I could offer. But I'll, I'll give you a really great example. Yeah. When I was going through the hardest things um, in my life and for such a season, and you know who's going to be the most powerful impact is those who are close to you. Mm-hmm. So your leaders, your coworkers, your friends. Um, as, and I went and I sat next to my friend, which is Kendra, <laughs> and she knew. She knew what I was going through and everything, and I just sat next to her, and she put her. She just put her arm around me and didn't even look at me. I didn't look at her, and I cried so hard. Mm. My feet left the floor, you know, like, not, you know, and she just, <laughs> and just, just, just a hot mess, and she just sat there with me. She didn't say anything. She didn't do anything. She just let me cry it out and was there for me, and I didn't have to tell my whole thing. She knows yeah. my thing, mm-hmm. you know? And it wasn't like, hey, let me make that better. No, let me hurry up and give you, make you stop crying. No, cry, cry. It's refreshing. Mm -hmm. Let it out and you're in this space of care. Yeah, absolutely. Just sitting Mm -hmm. with someone. Mm -hmm. We don't have to fix it, which Mm -hmm. is so hard, especially if it's your spouse Mm -hmm. that's going through something Mm -hmm. or your kids. Mm -hmm. And how that it how do you practically, if they are really, if your spouse is going through something and it is affecting you because you live together, Mm -hmm. what do you do in that area? Do you, you know, is it like I confront them and like talk them through it? Do I just let them play it out? You know, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Because it can make a really toxic home environment. How do you support them in their mental health without it affecting you to the point where now your mental health is kind of messed up a little bit? Right. For the most people that I have met with, you know, the varying mental health, I mean, there's so many, but not those, um, <clears throat> are good people. Mm-hmm. Really anxious people are typically really good people because mm-hmm. they want to do the right thing, except it's not clear. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. They don't miss it because something bad could happen. You know, it's just a lot of those things. Or they don't they don't hurt anybody or they don't want to. Um, and so they're really, really on edge and they get feel yeah. all over their body mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I'm li- if I'm in relationship with somebody, I do have expectations of that relationship and I have I have the right to set some boundaries mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. um, and with how you'll talk to me or how you treat me. Now, there are going to be times in which I let you talk like that because you're working through something and I can see it and it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And if I can just sit here in the present and not take it personally that you're just like shouting at me right now, I mean, think about what they did Jesus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He was innocent, didn't say a thing, Yeah. right? Didn't defend himself. And there is so much movement that happens when we just hold this space and they're just having their little thing, you know, and then, and they know it's a thing afterwards. During it, they don't know it's a thing. Mm. But afterwards, it goes a whole lot faster if we don't interrupt with advice or mm. try to calm them down. Um, I, I see it like a wave. So like, have you ever looked at the contraction thing where it goes like this? Mm-hmm. So people come in and then they're hot. Like they're, all their emotions are up here and real high. And when they're up there, they're saying all sorts of stuff and their energy yeah. is real high. And we often come in there and want to stop it or fix it. Don't come in there. Not at the they top can't of the even wave. Think anyways, yeah. they're in emotion and they're not in cognition. Mm-hmm. And then they, they keep talking and then they walk themselves right out of it. And you're like, oh, there you are. Mm. 
There you are. And then you can have and a conversation. Yeah. And we can talk about what's okay and what's not okay if there was something. But if it's just, if afterwards they're like, ooh, sorry about that. You know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I see it. It was hard. You yeah. know? Then it's just this emotional response. You don't always have to say it right and do it right and everything when we're in this middle of something. And if we don't have that expectation on somebody, I don't take it personally, then they will ride that right out. And I'll still be there on the other end of it. And they'll be like, whoops. You know, I'll be like, it's okay. Yeah. And we're done because I'm not taking it. I'm not owning it or taking it personally Mm -hmm. that that happened. Yeah. So set up boundaries where you need to set up boundaries Mm -hmm. with those people in your life, but not approaching it and not Mm -hmm. trying to fix it in those high wave moments. Wait till it comes down Mm -hmm. to have that conversation. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. So take a break if you have to. Mm. And knowing where those boundaries are are for us to know um, but I always like to ask myself what does it actually cost me right now yeah so if you're saying something you're just yelling and you're just you know maybe that's happening and and whatever and I can be calm or non-reactive I mean I'm hearing I'm, I'm, I'm reactive as in I'm paying attention but um, but I'm not you know getting in the fight with you mm-hmm. um, then that costs me nothing yeah at the end of it, it actually costs me nothing but mm-hmm. it gains so much in that relationship and for that person to feel safe enough to not be perfect. Yeah. And then we can let some of that stuff out. No, that's Mm -hmm. good. It's kind of our last thing. What is some advice that you would have for people who might be listening today and they're really like, oh, I think I'm struggling. From what Mm -hmm. she's saying, I think I need to get support or Mm -hmm. I'm scared to go and get support or I need to encourage someone else in it. What's kind of your last piece of advice to wrap us up Mm -hmm. today? I would um, say to tell somebody. Um, I would start there. If you don't feel like you have a friend that you can tell, then I would definitely go find uh, a therapist. Mm -hmm. Just go online. Do a There's so many. In their area, <laughs> read their bios, look at their pictures, see who you feel something with, and then go check that out. But mm-hmm. it's it's um, not hard. They're nice people usually. I mean, <laughs> that's why they're in it. That's why they're in it. They they're want super to help nice you. People. Um, and so, and they're very caring and compassionate people. So, so they're not going to be. They're not going to be mean. They're not going to be. They're going to hold the space for you. Um, but talking about it out loud sometimes just alleviates some of that pressure because inside the head, again, it's like crazy. Yeah. And when it comes out, it's like, whew, I feel better. So, And so we're just afraid to you know, tell other people. But once we start talking about it, other people are like, oh, me too, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Or they can be like, yeah, that is a lot. You know, maybe we could get some help. I'll go with you. Or mm-hmm. I will call. Do you want me to help you set it up? Yeah. Do you want me to... What, what do you need? And sometimes we can be as as being helpful to somebody else. It's like, if they want me to set it up, I will set it up. Mm-hmm. You know, you want me to call around? I'll call around. Mm-hmm. I won't step ahead of you if that's not what you want. I'm not going to yeah. make you do that. That's not right. But but I would do that for you and with you if that's what you need to get you going. Yeah. To reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining mm-hmm. us today and sharing all your wisdom. Thank you for joining us for this leadership edition of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from Terry Federenko and McKelty as they talked on mental health in leadership. Make sure to follow us at MNBTG on social media or check out MNBTG.org to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. See you next time.